0: On November 24th, 2018, Victorians will go to the polls. This election is coming at a critical time for Victoria. A report released the night before the AFL grand finals showed that Australia just hit its highest quarter for greenhouse gas emissions since 2010. Natural gas is exploding in Australia. The fossil fuel industry is trying to overturn Victoria's state fracking ban. The facts are emerging fast and furious on climate change, and yet, in this political debate for our state elections, there's hardly any mention of it. All of this against a backdrop of Victoria's skyrocketing population. Melbourne just crossed 5 million a few weeks ago. We're set to be 10 million in just a decade or two. The time is now to start planning for this and make sure that development is going to be sustainable or even have a hope of being sustainable. So who are the people fighting for that? Who are the people agitating for political change? Who are the people holding politicians to account and the candidates who put themselves out there saying all the right things but who have track records that say nothing of the sort? I wanted to know, so I went looking act on climate is a group that's part of friends of the earth and i've been aware of them since the very start of climactic it was an act on climate event where i actually launched the show and the organizer of the group lee eubank has been a huge supporter of climactic since the beginning so when i asked him if i could come along to their monday night meetings and actually get a sense of what the group is doing in the run-up to the election i was so glad when he said yes so every week sunday afternoon in the lead up to the state election i'll be releasing a little snippet of what the monday night meeting was like the week before to give you a real sense of what it's like to be a climate activist focusing on the political arena i think the more we understand what it's like to work in this space we'll realize it's something we can all do and we need you we need each and every one of us to get involved in this space because politics isn't just something we read about or we complain about it's something that affects each and every one of our lives today it's going to have a massive impact on future generations as well. Politics are important, and never more so than right now. We hope you enjoy this mini-series. If you like it, please let us know and share it with a friend. Thank you.
1: Here we go. (laughs) So last Monday, the Greens, the Victorian Greens, announced their climate and energy policy. And in that announcement, they did become the first Victorian political party to support a climate budget, which is amazing. So, that's, you know, like a concept that has emerged out of, out of this building and out of these meetings. So, it's good to have one party on board, and now we just need to get the others to come to the party. I think that's a really good sign of progress for all of us that we can be proud of. Act on climate, where the hell are we? What's going on? Yeah, as Mark mentioned before, we're nine weeks away from the Victorian election. Yeah, it really is coming up quite quickly. and. There's a lot of unresolved business when it comes to climate change policy in Victoria. So, as I mentioned before, the Victorian Greens, in their policy announcement last Monday, they became the first party to commit to a climate change budget, which is really significant. And we still have a lot of work to do to get the Coalition... Who don't even have a climate policy at this point in time, and the Victorian government to take a few steps closer towards us. We do have enough time up our sleeves to have impact and to make a lot of noise. And yeah, I'm really happy that we've got a few more people coming along to the meeting this week so we can deliver, you know, like what we, what we have in our action-packed agenda over the next few weeks. Starting from the 100 days out from the election mark, Dan Andrews kind of put on his gloves and started to actually fight this election campaign for re-election and they've made several really significant announcements. So they've announced solar power for 650,000 homes. So that's going to be taking Victoria's total amount of solar homes to a million, which would be nation-leading. They've also announced the results of the first Victorian renewable energy target auction that will see three new wind farms and three new solar farms built, which is huge. And we've also seen An announcement of this epic suburban rail loop so you know a public transport investment that will actually reshape our city and give people a lot more access to sustainable transport modes which is really amazing but when it comes to climate change there still is a bit of a vacuum in what they have on the table so at the moment we're really pushing them to commit to a stepping stone towards the climate budget and that would be a $100 million Victorian climate change action fund. Last year, for those of you that were up in Maryborough at the event that we held up there, Minister for Climate Change, Lily D'Ambrosio, announced a $4.3 million grant scheme for community projects, and the scheme was so successful, 240-plus people put their hat in the ring for money, but there was only enough funding to support 24 projects. And, you know, at the time we had this goal, can we encourage so many people to put their hat in the ring? It'd be like $50 million worth of grant applications for $4.3 million to demonstrate the demand. We actually did manage to kind of get a really good outcome there, but we're still making that sales pitch to the government. Will they commit? Will they put some money on the table? And give us a reason to kind of fight for them as we head towards the November 24 poll. When it comes to the coalition, the Liberal National Party... Things that, yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's kind of radio silence and it's really disappointing. Over the years, I have done a lot of behind-the-scenes engagement with shadow ministers to persuade them, you know, this is an issue that you must have a pu- public policy on. You know, it's the great challenge of our time. It, it's kind of ridiculous that they could be going to an election without a policy on that issue. So things are sharpening up on that front. And rather than being a persuasive exercise, the opposition's lack of engagement on this front, it's starting to become more of an accountability exercise. We've got four kind of key actions that we're gonna be taking. There's plenty of tasks that still need to be filled a lot of scope for people to jump in and get involved. If we kind of nail these four actions, I think the combination of them will will have impact, both in terms of getting the government to actually commit to some really good climate change action, put their money where their mouth is, and also to make any climate blocker in the parliament, you know, worry about their electoral prospects because if you're not prepared to commit to climate action in 2018, when we've known about this problem for bloody decades and decades. You know, you are not worthy of of office, in my opinion. We will have to hold you to account and make sure that um, the voters know about your backwards position. Bit of an overview, and thank you so much for coming along. I look forward to just chipping through the agenda and getting people in amongst it. And that was Lee Eubank
0: speaking at the Act on Climate meeting on Monday, the 24th of September. Check in next Sunday, the 7th, To hear the highlights from the 1st of October meeting, we are eight weeks away.
1: The Climactic Collective
0: This show is produced by Hear Media, a boutique audio agency in NARM, Melbourne. To learn more and get in touch, head to Hearmedia.studio. That's H-E-R-E media dot studio.